Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Simon Collins and I'm joined by Kevin McLaughlin. Uh, we've had a, a busy weekend of crazy, controversial decisions. Referees did a four. Uh, we had three three red cars in 40 seconds. Kevin, that old Trafford penalty, double jeopardy rule. Bit of everything pushing the ref, Mitrovic losing the head, but I think the real controversy was at the Brandeville, wasn't it? Uh, there's no denying it, you know, everybody can talk about the Man United madness at, at Old Trafford but uh, and Fulham going crazy, but look, if you left the Brandywell on Friday night, I think everybody was saying the same thing. How did Jimmy, McGo- Jimmy McGonagall's goal be ruled out, or in this case not even allowed to get a shot away? And John Mahan, how's he still on the pitch after picking up a caution? But look, I think, you know, this podcast will last half an hour, so I think we should maybe go back and speak about the referee in more detail, because I know you... I've done a wee bit of stats and found out a wee bit of well, rules and whatever. Well, I wouldn't go far, but I, I uh, So we'll, we'll go back to that. But as for the game itself, Simon, uh, it was one of them where Derry again uh, dominated a lot of possession, which they're probably going to do a lot of times this year. But the final third, they, they were just a wee bit lacking. You know, uh, McNicholas didn't have much shots they save. Unlike the week before, where Shepard had a few saves, not that many against Dundalk, similar against Lego. The final third seemed to be the wee Achilles heel at the moment for Derry. Definitely. They started like a house on fire. Like they like they finished against Dundalk. Uh, but you've got to, when you're on top like that, you've got to, you've got to make them pay. Um, they didn't, as you said, they didn't. They don't open teams up enough in that, in, in that final third. They did have their chances. Obviously, the McGonagall uh, goal that was chalked off that we'll talk about more in detail later. But that was the big one. That's 10 minutes gone. You're, you're by far the better side. Sligo didn't didn't start well at all. They were just backs against the wall at that stage. Um, that goal was in. There's a different, totally different complexion on the game, but it didn't. It was ruled out, and then you know they 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 just as you said, like just didn't create enough. They huffed and puffed. Now that was a lot to do with Sligo as well in terms of when they got their goal. They were very good in terms of breaking up the play. You know, wasting time, if we can call it that. They were going down with injuries, left, right and centre. Um, Derry just couldn't couldn't get under the swing of things. They couldn't, uh, you know, get their, their full steam ahead, basically, you know, and, and, that, and they, were, uh, they were punished for it, basically. Uh, and to be fair, Slago's goal is something else. Uh, Hartman's got a skill. Uh, I think per Ollie O'Neill still looking for him. And at the time, they twisted <laughs> and turned past him. But great bit of build-up play, fantastic ball, MB. Fitzgerald just under the fullback touches it and he just whopped it on and if there's one man in the league that you don't want to leave free in the six yard box it's Max Matt at the no, minute and not, finish it brilliantly definitely sure he, they, they would have knew all about him uh, he scored he scored equaliser against Cork in the two all draw the week before he, he scored a hat-trick against UCD didn't he and he's, he's the man on form uh, but they leave him you know, with a free header to back post, or, or even if it was Kieran Call up against him, you know, that's a mismatch as well. Even we've seen how good he's in there, but yeah. at the same time, you know, just uh, it, it was very disappointing. You, you think for for the cross as well, although it was a fantastic cross, I think it was Ronan Boyce and, and Ryan Graydon out that side as well. Maybe could have done better to close him down. But but don't take it away from from uh, from that team goal. It was it was a fantastic goal as much as it as it hurt a Derry City fans. Like, no, and to be fair to Sligo, like you know, regardless of as it says earlier, Derry didn't really test the, the keeper that much, McNicholas, but they they defended well. But it wasn't mm. like backs against the wall. They just defended, kept the ball. You say 
used a bit of sportsmanship of going down and things like that yeah, there. In, in fairness, though, they had like they had four they, players at right back, you know, during uh, the duration exactly. of the match because of injuries and you know. But uh, I, as you say, I, th- I thought I thought they started well in terms of um, like he may he may have faded as the match went on, but O'Neill did really well down there that left hand side. He came on obviously with McGonagall go. He he t- beat his man and got fouled, but but played a lovely ball. They McGonagall before that, he, he you know he, he had he had set up a chance as well too. But um, I think Paddy McIlhenny would have be, would have had. Probably could have done better. Sort of, he peeled off brilliantly at the from the corner, corner yeah. at the back post. Loads of space. You would fancy him, and, and with his left foot, uh, they they bury that one. And he screwed it kind of wide. Other than that, like there was, uh, they they kind of huffed and puffed, like and and Except and Rui Higgins said afterwards too. You know, it was. Uh, it wasn't their it wasn't their best performance no. this season and all. They didn't play well, and that's the thing. Like as I say, there are going to be a bit like Shamrock Rovers with possession. They've enough players that can all comfortable on the ball. The whole squad is. They want it, they want they play. But it's they, they flick that switch, they go on from keeping possession and lovely. It's they create chances, it's they score goals and at the minute they are a wee bit sort of lacking in, in, in the last two games they get real clear cut one on one, keep your debate or keep your making wonders. And that's the only thing now, look, we're only six games in and it's still you know, you can't complain about starters no. still unbeaten, the only team in the top flight that still is unbeaten. So no, look, it's going well, but it's just that we we slight concern where you're not when you're in so much dominance possession ways that you're not turning up dominance and the clear cut opportunities. Yeah, and it's no coincidence that the, the games that have have uh, been like that are against sides at home. You know where they're going to be camped on as as much as we, we thought Dundalk would have done a bit better, yeah. but they were very much defensively set up, and and that's where Derry are going to struggle. At. At the brand, about the minute until they get all their their guys back, like you, you, and Michael Duffy might unlock that, you know, with a wee piece of magic about a pace and and uh, directness going going at the, the the right back or, um, you know, these guys coming back them. O'Reilly too is another big player. Like O'Reilly, he's a couple of games, exactly. But he, he looks like a player will be hustling, hustling, getting them behind right. in midfield. Well, it gives teams headaches like all over the park where you're not just sort of concentrating on, on keeping fat quiet or, or patching quiet. You know, you've got guys all over the park that, are, that, can, that can affect the game in that final third. So they are suffering from that, I suppose. But a lot a lot of good signs. I suppose they've got to learn how to deal with these. That was the, the issue with the home matches last year as well too. They dropped 25 points, which was we alluded to before. But that, that has to improve. You know. It does, and, and I know we've talked about the pitch before, no? but like it's so blatantly obvious that the brandable pitch is not going <laughs> to suit the home team, and that sounds ridiculous. Like, but yeah. Derry away from home on a grass pitch, we keep going back to it, and Rory Higgins is belting his head against a brick wall, saying the same thing too. It's just one of them where how can they change that around, and that's what they need to do if they want to go on and one things. Basically, if you want to win any others. Your home form, everybody talks about, is where you get the, the they make it like a fortress. But just the pitch is concerning because they're not going to be able to play their free flowing football at times. There's one time I was chatting to you off there that on Friday night there was a ball knocked over behind Ben Doherty, and it was at the end of the night mm-hmm. it was muslin, and you're expecting it to just scoot out for a goal kick on a grass pitch. It just spun up perfectly, and I think it was Wolf Fitzgerald says, "I'm on, get on, got the byline, got the cross, there he cleared it." But it's just them wee small things where you notice 
the the pitch uh, and and it's not going to help there at all. I don't think. No, definitely not. We, we we've seen that, you know. But in <clears throat> in terms of of like you've you've got guys. It's a massive pitch as well too. So it do, they do it does bring its advantages in terms of guys you can just open up like like Ryan Graydon. We've seen the best of him over the last two games as well too. Obviously, that's coming off from last season towards the tail end. We've seen it in the cup final how how effective he can be yeah. as well too when he gets under a stride. But uh, but you know, so it does have its advantages in terms of guys who can who have pace and can run uh, run up players as well too. But I I agree totally. Like it's definitely more so a disadvantage for for the home team, which is it's a head scratcher. That oh, one. It's, it's crazy, but. Look, they're going to have to. It's one of them you're going to take it home with. Yeah. Um. There was a nice moment, obviously, in, in the fifth minute. Uh, it was organised by uh, the Derry City fans. Uh, for Ryan McBride, the late Ryan McBride, obviously, uh, Derry former Derry City captain, tragically passed away. And it's six six anniversary, Kevin. It's it's hard to believe. I remember when we we got the news, uh, Ryan's passing. You know, sudden passing. It was. Uh, uh, it's just crazy. That's it's six years, isn't it? It is. Uh, if you say we remembered, we were in the. The old journal office uh, that night, and you were getting phone calls, and there were a few people messaging you. And it was crazy because that morning, me and Kev Moore actually seen Ryan and we're, we're chatting because the team was on St. Calls Park doing the cool down and stuff we got there. Mm. So, uh, you're, you're right, like six years on, it was a lovely tribute to the dairy fans. It was also nice to see the Sligo fans join in, stand up and applauding too. And look, you know yourself, he was a big, big personality for Derry City, but he's a big personality in the league. Everybody, yeah. anybody he spoke to, who you want in your team? Ryan was up there. Who you want in your your defence? Definitely. Oh, you would, it would be fit right under this team, wouldn't they? Like, oh, you know, I know you have Mark Connolly, who's in the same kind of ugh, but but you know, big robust centre half. You know, you, you would you would love them have him in, in this team. Like uh, God rest them. You know, but yeah. a lovely lovely tribute to, uh, with, with the, the torches or the phones and stuff in the, in yeah. the fifth minute. Um, but that but that was a, a nice a nice touch. But I suppose. <clears throat> It was uh, the whole thing. The whole match was kind of upstaged by uh, Mr. Adriano Reel. You know, if we we have a sort of refs show reel, Ref excuse watch. the pun, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but uh, he's not he's not quite uh, you know the Anthony Butter Buttermer levels like for Derry City fans. But that that was the howler of the weekend. Like we talked we talked there at the top of the show about uh, with some of the refereeing decisions which were justified. But this one here, this is like they had the headlines for all the wrong reasons here. Yeah, and to be honest, she, it just beggared belief because, <laughs> you know, Ollie's completely taken out, John Mahan, and you're going, if Brexty, Jim McGonagall, and the referee, you can see him waving his arms in fact, and you're going, it's good refereeing, well done. And Jimmy takes another sort of tussle with a left back, it comes up, it hits his chest, and then he takes a touch, then the whistle blows, and then Jimmy hits it and he gets on the bottom corner, and people say, the defender doesn't run, the keeper doesn't make an effort. That is all granted. That's mm-hmm. not a problem. The thing that is just completely baffling, and as I said to you before too, I could have given a bye ball if we had given Slego the free kick and thought that Jimmy had handled it that time they sort of collided, but it actually had a stomach. But they bring it back, they give it for the initial free kick from where the incident was, was just absolutely mind-boggling. Everybody where we sit now, we're all standing up. Mark McCadden, he was standing up <laughs> shocked too, going, what's going on here? It was absolutely the most craziest decision I've seen in a long, long while. Totally, totally baffling. That's After call- doing so well and giving the advantage, that's what baffles me. <laughs> well, call me sad or whatever, like, but I was a wee bit sad, and, I, and I've watched this incident like, you know, a, a few times since. 
and it, it's crazy because I counted four seconds from the foul uh, on O'Neill, which when the ball goes forward, it's actually a lovely ball. Like so, he's just like your initial action as a referee. I'm not a referee, but you're going to say right, play advantage. You're a one-on-one situation here, but from then, you know, the the ball gets the DJ uh, McGonagall. He takes two touches, gets him past the defender. And just as he's about to, he pulls his, his right leg back, just about to hit it, and that's when the referee goes. There's a lovely angle too in the RT footage where uh, you can see the referee who runs <laughs> 10, I would say almost 10 yards. He runs, you know, when Jamie McGonagall's in possession of the ball, then you see him putting the, the, the hand up uh, to the mouth, for, they, they blow the whistle. He kind of he signals play on, but then... Uh, he's kind of, I think he's pointing at where the infringement happened. Maybe he's waving these man. <laughs> It'd been better off doing that, like <laughs> and just letting play continue. But Mother's Day weekend, like some movie. It could could have been, but whatever he was doing, my God, he, he did apologise afterwards. Um, because we we were sitting waiting for Rory Higgins to come on for the post match uh interview afterwards, and he took a while because Hammond Rennie had went. Uh, full steam ahead under the changing rooms and you see Big Rennie and, and Higgins and, and oh, lucky. You're like, oh. I, I would apologise to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it wasn't look it was a, that, that was a howler but the thing that sort of irritates a lot of people and it's, he's, he's sort of getting a bye ball because every time with the goal is John Mahan rightfully gets booked to, mm. for that tackle on Ollie O'Neill he brings it back gives him a caution right that's great 10 minutes later Derry on the counter attack. Patrick Magalini flicks it round Mahan on the inside Derry's half, which in the halfway line, and he just sticks his hand out and says, "Thanks very much, handball." Mm. And again, the ref gives it. Rightfully, fats his open arms, pardon mm. the pun, and goes, "That's a second book. It's a, it's a, it's a blatant handball. It's a second book of offense." Yeah. He doesn't give it. John Russell knows my centre has the ball here. He's having a nightmare. Uh, I'm taking him off at half time because he's going to get sent off. That is again two weeks in a row. We yeah. alluded to Greg Slogger before, and people can say oh, it wasn't bad tackles. I get all that, but it was you know so many tackles that Greg did after getting up, a, having been on a caution. It's two weeks in a row, Derry. To be honest, he could feel hard done by it. They're not playing as ten men for large parts of, the, of both matches. No, sorry, Dave. Well, well, Rory Higgins did make reference to that in his uh, his post match reaction. Um, well, we'll hear from him and Brian Maher both on on the incident, uh, the 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 Jamie McGonagall disallowed goal, um, and and their reaction about the referees. Uh, uh, so so we'll we'll pick up now. We we Rory Higgins first. I just left the, the referees room there now, and he's held his hands up and admitted that he, he got it completely wrong. It's a big, big decision that's completely gone against us. When we're playing well in the game, we were in, completely in the ascendancy. In, in fairness to him, it's probably the first time that a referee has uh, openly admitted that he got it completely wrong. And to be honest, I felt the player in question was lucky to stay on the pitch uh, for an accumulation of fouls as well. Similar to a Dundalk player last week, uh, who should have been sent off and uh, wasn't. But again, we had enough time from that moment on for our performance to be better and, and and tonight was probably we just lacked a bit of spark and a bit of edge about our play and, and uh, I've taken a point but we, we need to be we need to be doing more to win these types of games. 
So uh, we just accept it and move on. We have a couple of weeks now to dust ourselves down and, and go again. And you're due a bit of luck as well, are you referring decisions now yeah. after? Uh, we, uh, we definitely were on the wrong end of one tonight, the wrong end of one last week as well. And um, it's disappointing. Uh, and um, we don't seem to get many big decisions up this part of the country. Brian, a frustrating evening probably, to sum it up. Yeah, very frustrating. Um, I think the game we obviously want to be winning and, and probably in the end should have won. And, you know, I think a few bits have gone against us as well, in the, especially in the first half. I think everyone could see that and, you know, that, that changes the game completely in my eyes. That's just what they say. Decisions last week, Greg Sloggett may have been fortunate to stay in the pitch. This week, Jimmy McGonagall, it was a strange one because he, the referee seemed to give the advantage. And then as Jimmy hits it, he blows up and gives the referee kick. Yeah. How did you find it? Yeah, I think... You know, whatever about the slog at one last week, I think, you know, that's probably up in the air, but I've, I've never seen a decision like it tonight. Um, I think it's cost us big time, and especially like the time of the game. We got 1 0 up there, and it's, and it's a completely different game, and you know, you find yourself 1 0 down pretty soon after. I think, look, I think nobody in the ground, ground understands why, why it's happened. I think, you know, it's just the other, the other, you know, officials don't really understand either, and as you said, he's given advantage, and at the time, it's a brilliant advantage. You know, we're in on goal, and just as Jamie goes to hit it, and it's in the corner, and, and for some reason, he's blown it back. So, I think it's co- it cost us a little bit tonight. It is frustrating because obviously, you know, as you see, you're going to now to the to the break. We two home games at the Brandy one, not getting the back yourself has to be frustrating. Yeah, it is. It is. Look, and it's and it's not just down to referee decision. Um, we know ourselves. We need to be better. We know we need to put teams away. Where I think we started the game really well, and and we're really on top. So um, I think if we can start putting teams away, um, the points will start to rack up, and and that's on us as a team. It's not just you know the players in the attacking areas. It's everyone. You know, Cole chipped in with a brilliant goal tonight, and we need more of that. You know, I thought obviously he was outstanding, but um, yeah, everyone needs to start chipping in. We need to. You know, start putting a run together again, and especially here, we need to make uh, the brand new a bit more of a fortress. Let's just put to say last year the, the waveform was what everybody was talking about. But you know yourself, if you want to be challenging for titles and others, the home form has to be has to be better. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think the same last year. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of talk about it, but um, look, it's it's down to us, players, staff. We need to you know keep going, and I'm sure the results will come here because we've an unbelievable back in in every game and. And, you know, I think there's not been many games here that we've not deserved to win, so it's just about turning them into three points now if we can. Well, obviously, you know, you don't want to make Bohemians or top of the league, but mm. Shamrock Rovers again and, uh, haven't got the victory yet, haven't got the, the first victory. Money sort of opened up that gap further. Yeah, of course, you know, and probably, you know, when they've not won yet, um, you'd hope to have maybe a bit of a bigger gap, but I think it's a very competitive league that everyone can see, so, you know, teams are taking points off everyone. And, you know, if you can't, I suppose, if you can't win, don't lose, but... Tonight, I think it's a game we want to win. So there, very, very clearly, like you know, Murray uh, Higgins, first of all, saying, you know, basically saying because it, it is a, it's, it's a repeated sort of thing that he has to deal with about these uh, referees' decisions, which are affecting the outcomes of games. That one could, potentially, I think, it would have uh, has cost them, you know, two points. Definitely, the Dundalk one again, playing against ten men. Um, you could have went on and won that pretty easily, like you know, and and, and Brian Maher, they're the same, very strong, saying that it's uh, the worst, worst 
uh, he's never seen before. Never like, seen it. This, never seen it before. But um, the, the fact that uh, you know that this it's you're you're repeating yourself every week. Rui Higgins saying, you know, it's just, we, we expect that. Now, basically, it could be from the Northwest, which is a, a big a statement they make, but we all like a good moan up here as well, uh, too, exactly. because we are hard done by. But, um, you know, that, that, that just shows you, it shows you how frustrating it is for, for them. Oh, it is, and I, I interviewed Brian after, like, and he was just dumbfounded how, mm. how the decision was given. And he, to be fair, he alluded to what we were talking about earlier, he, he was praising the ref. It was an outstanding advantage. It was great. Yeah. And then they blew it up the way he did. It was just crazy. And as I say, he he also sort of he, he, he says about the slogger thing. Yes, but you know I was a bit up in the air. But the the, the disallowed goal, or in this case disallowed strike. Because we don't know. You know, McNicholas may have saved it. He wouldn't. Have. Okay, okay. Get them roast handed <laughs> off. You. Uh, but you're right. He hits it well. So you just don't know. But it, it is. I think everybody that sort of left the brand, well, even Stephen, you know, Sligo are going to be saying the same thing. They know they get away with one. Uh, I heard the RT comment with John Kenny and Alan Colley. Colley was saying it's one of the worst decisions he had seen too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's not good for the referee. And what happened to him next is all the best. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, what? Like, there's a lot of people have different opinions about this. Like, what? Like referees already came on and and Ray Higgins as you heard there saying it's refreshing that these that the referee puts his hands up and says uh I, I, I made a mess of that one I, I got it completely wrong was the quote from from Ray Higgins but um you know is that enough like because this could this could affect the outcome of of uh, matches potentially leagues um you know so as as the punishment what sort of punishment is meted out to them, and is it, is it enough? You know, is there should they be hauled out in front of TV cameras? I was pleased that the RT cameras were there. They they see that because it's not it, it gets the proper exposure to that kind of mistake. Well, but happened, should they be hauled out and and, and made they explain and apologise in front of the TV cameras? Does is it is it scant consolation? I, I won't be. You know, I know what you're saying. You know, sometimes in the media, it's a, you know you'd want that and you'd want this and. You know, don't get me wrong, the referees have a hard job. There's no two ways about that. If he offered me to go and do it, uh, I would say no chance. Uh, but, look, when you make them decisions now, the majority of the clubs now are full-time professionals. It's their job. You know, that can be a qualifying for Europe. That could be one in a league title. Like we, there's, there's big decisions that the, the referees and the assistants have to make. Uh, now... No disrespect, and God forbid. Hopefully, it never happens. VAR comes under the League of Ireland, because we've enough talked about that. But that's the way it's going. Like you know, you're you're sort of seeing right. Well, look, maybe they need to get help from TV and all this. Look, I, I just think he, he's had an absolute nightmare, and you're right for him to then come out and hold his hands up, apologize. That doesn't really sort of you know help Derry in any shape or fashion. No. And because it sort of happened two weeks in a row. That's when you start going here. Hold on, I'm not here. This is this is poor. And you're right. It was good that RT cameras were there mm. and everybody seen it because, you know, some incidents may not be put on highlights packages. Uh, but when it's on live on TV, there's no hiding places. And I seen Conan Byrne even tweeting about it during the game, going, you know, you can't really justify some of the decisions that are happening at the Brandywell tonight. That sort of says it all. Do you like? Mm. Well, I look back. I could I could stand corrected here, but I I think that was. Um referee's second appearance of the season his, his first was a couple of weeks ago the draw had a Sligo match where 
<laughs> where he, he basically he, there was a, a an incident towards the end where it was sort of uh, it was a bit controversial as well where he pointed a penalty spot. Didn't we be seen that? Kid, where, no, I've never seen that. Where the, the friend went was outside the box, he pointed the, the penalty spot. There was a bit of a uh, a bit of a rule, like, and then and then he was overruled then by his uh, his assassin referee, like you know. But it's, I, I just mentioned that is because. Obviously, if if you're Derry City and you want to you want to highlight this sort of stuff to the FAA, although the the referee that's what the referees observers there for, yeah. and, and that report will go back. Um, obviously the FAA, um, you know, the, the, there was a lot of big wigs up there too at the match as well, and RT cameras there, they were there. Um, so there was a presence there, so it's not that it won't go unnoticed. Now, what happens now if we say you know if they're not, what's what's going to you know, make, well, they're all human referees. They're all human, so you can't. You know, if you make one answer, one one mistake, like you can't be. It's it's a, th- a bit like a goalkeeper. You know, yeah. it's it's it, you're you're it's, it's highlighted. Um, you know, where, where players, like field players, can make mistakes four or five a match, but not be punished. Where where this one was was highlighted, but what there's I think I don't again. We need somebody like Dermot Liddy on, like uh, a referee who, who is like, uh, totally wrong about things like this and knows yes. ins and outs of the FAA's sort of referee department. But um, I, I was looking at, you know, what what sort of punishments or what, you know, if you have a complaint, because I would assume that Derry City are going to complain to the FAA about this. So um, I think there, there's a, under performance related complaints in the FAA uh, sort of rule book, it sort of re- relates solely to the on-pitch performance of referees. So, and, and the referee's observer comes on, but... If there's been a, a complaint, there's a, there's a it goes to a, a committee, referees committee. I, I think it um, goes to the elite referees committee. I could be sure, I'm not too sure, but there's a marking system implemented by implemented by the referees committee. Like, so they're assessing all the referees at all levels. But when there is a complaint, um, basically the outcomes can be first of all, a the complaint can be dismissed. All right, B, <laughs> the referee can be advised uh, uh, about his uh, performances, his future performances. Uh, C, the referee's license be suspended for a period of time. D, the referee's license be downgraded. E, the referee's license be withdrawn. And F, any other action deemed appropriate and within the remit of the referee's committee, as I read here, as outlined in the referee regulations. But you know, so that's that's what six potential outcomes. A lot of grey areas here. You know, they enjoy the wee, the wee rule book. Uh, you know, section D, uh, paragraph C. You know, that, that's what that's that's what uh, I'm reading under that. To be honest, with you. you know, it could be it could spend like uh, a week in the first division. Not like we've been the first division. Like so, it's, you know, and it's a fantastic competition. It does. But uh, you know, that could be could be the the, the punishment or the height of the punishment where you, you you spend a week there or a couple of weeks. Officiating uh, the first division, out of you know, out of sight. Uh, uh, basically, maybe if, as a stand as a force, a force official for a couple of games as well to just keep you out of the spotlight. But that's normally what what happens, isn't it? I uh, look. They always say swings and roundabouts. Uh, throughout the season, they, they even itself out. Well, well, at the minute they're going to be saying, well, that's two weeks in a row. Hmm. We've had a bit of a nightmare, so you know. People need to be able to look at it this way. Like, I think that's why you, 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 you want to highlight the issue too, because it could have been any referee that made that decision, yeah. you know. But um, it's, it's just it's unfortunate that it's, it's Mr. Real, but uh, 
If that's how you pronounce his name, Kevin, you're... you're, uh, you're I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll not disagree with you there. Go with that. It's, it's sort of, that's why I sort of, the show reel sort of <laughs> term, but I know, but it's just, it's unfortunate it happened. It's, it could could prove costly for Derry City, you know, but and in terms of Sligo, because, we, like, we don't know, like, we both went for a comfortable one, didn't we? You yeah. went, like, 6-0, I think it was. Uh, well, I went 3, you went 3, really, really. We just had a nightmare. The one scored, it was, like, great. Uh, like, as much as they didn't come out of their halves in the first first uh, 20 minutes, when they got that goal, Mada's goal, like, they, they managed the game very well. They, they showed some fantastic uh, bits of skill, individual skill, Fabrice Hartman, especially, uh, as you mentioned, about that goal. Uh, the and, goal and uh, there was a bit of skill too I'm sorry Ben oh, but you were sent for a bag of chips that so was lovely that was a lovely bit of skill flying around social media yeah. too and, and he just flicked it inside and even his pass after his bit of skill was superb big change because he's toe poked it otherwise I think it was mad I would have been stood through yeah. but the skill I would recommend anyway just go on the uh-huh. Twitter or YouTube and just type in it was Hartman, they see the skill. Beautiful. If you're being dirty, I don't think you really want no. to see it. But I'm sorry, Ben. You were sent for a bag of chips. <laughs> but, but Hartman, he, he is fantastic. I know he was he was saying last year we couldn't get registered yeah. in time. But but he's he's over on loan from Leipzig. Uh, RB Leipzig, <laughs> like you know, how did that one come about? You know, I know. Was... Look, it's it's a sign and a half. Because mm. remember at the time it was a big obviously coming from Leipzig. Yeah. It was a big thing. And then it became even bigger because he didn't get him registered That's in right, time. Yeah. So it was a whole nightmare. So everybody sort of forgot about him. You're not forgetting about him now, I'll tell you, because yeah. it's not just the, the brand we're turned on. He's done well in the games he's played this year for them. Uh, and and look, you no, know, even Bulger too. Bulger wasn't getting a game last year, and he he's on there in the middle of the field now. So like they're they're, they're doing rightly. Like they, they 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 impress me a lot more than what I expected. Haven't mm. seen a few of the games. I watched them as you say against Cork. I watched that game and. They weren't that impressive. They they didn't get going until they were two 0 down and Cork will feel hard done by. But no, I I have to give him credit where credit's due. Uh, John Russell had really done a job too and Derry done didn't didn't let them get the chances on behind. Didn't let them get many chances and they looked to fret themselves in the counter. Aye, dark arts and Greg Bulger all kind of go hand in hand. Like, and, but they did. They, they were excellent in, in terms of the way they managed that game. Uh, as much as it's infuriating for the fans watching boys going down for you know maybe they kick a ball and then go down injured but it's uh, it's it was infuriating they say the least but but you've got to give it to them and, and going forward they do have their, their threats like we, we mentioned Hartman um, but I thought uh, ex-candy side Wolf Fitzgerald was, was pretty good on the night too you know we, we've seen wee glimpses of that when he was with his yeah. last, uh, couple of seasons going on wasn't it 2021 he seems, he seems- a lot more stronger. Aye, he definitely looked, out. A, aye, looked, looked a lot more stronger and was really giving Derry a tar at times. There were a few times you were in the stand, we were sitting there going, and do that with us. He was good, like, no, he was good. I have to give credit for credit to you. Definitely effective. Well, well I spoke to the well after the match just about being back up with the brand. Well, he, he, uh, he, he loved his time at, at Derry, so he's a, he's, a, he's a lovely fella. Like, and he, um, you know, he was full of praise for Derry City, for Rory Higgins. He obviously played uh, the, the six months under Rory, you know, at the tail end of the, the 20, 21 season, Rory's first season in charge. And um, I asked him just about, you know, looking from the outside and knowing a bit about, about the club and the, the, the team and the back the backroom staff, everything else, because he was with Alan Reynolds too at, at, at Waterford at one stage. And, and this is what he had to say, like growing, growing in his praise, as you'll hear now. 
Well, well, how how was that tonight? You know, just just being back at the Brandenburg first of all, and um, we'll get the, around to the actual game itself. But but being back here, you know, I'm sure sure it was a nice feeling to get come back. It, no, it, it was a really nice feeling. Um, I really enjoyed my time here when I was here. You know, great club uh, filled with great people. And uh, look, Rory's very ambitious. I saw that uh, firsthand, and uh, he's, he's going to want to be competing this year and uh, competing for the cup again. So, but hopefully, we'll be up there too. So. It was good to come away, come away with a point, and uh, it was good to catch up with a few of the few of the lads that I know I knew from my time here. So um, now it was good to be back and good to come away with a point. And like I said, I got a taste of uh, just how ambitious uh, yeah. Rory was when I was here, and he obviously brought in an unbelievable coach and in Alan Reynolds, who I worked with before as well. So they're doing everything um, well on and off the pitch, and I've no doubt uh, they'll be a success for a number of years to come. Um, you know, it's a great group of players and a, and a great uh, coaching staff and a lot of good people involved behind the scenes. So um, a bit different since I was here, but uh, now it was good to come back and. Good Good to, good to see some people uh, from the past. So. Yeah, so I go with their own ambitions, and um, you know it's been a, a bit of a mixed bag, hasn't it, from the start of the season? So they they, they finish with a good solid point and, and sitting that, you know in a good position in the league as well. Too going into the break, is, it has to be satisfying. Yeah, look, um, we had some mixed results. Um, you know, a couple a couple of draws thrown in there. We done well to come back um, from the two 0 down against Corkdale last week uh, to salvage a point. And you know, I think uh, there was a collective disappointment inside there tonight because um, you know ten minutes to go, we we're one 0 up, and we thought we might be able to. Come away from the brand new with three points which is an unbelievable result for any team in this league and uh, look we'll, set, we'll settle for the point and uh, we'll kick on now we have a two week uh, international break now so we get working hard on the training ground again and we'll uh, be going for good balls on April 1st so hopefully we can push on up the table As you said you're, you seem to be really enjoying your, your football playing with a smile on your face there like, but, but, but we see you at your best you know, going at players and you know, drifting inside linking up that, that, that goal was fantastic obviously you were heavily involved in that as well too so. Yeah and no, I'm feeling good really Really enjoying my football. Um, I think uh, John Russell's really given me that freedom that I kind of felt under Rory as well at my time here. You know, they, you know, they can kind of they see my talent, and they see my my role in the team, and uh, I feel I feel very involved this year and very very much um, just enjoying my football and linking up well with um, the other players. And look, we're not we're not the finished article by any means, but uh, we're working hard every day on the training ground, and uh, there's uh, good signs there, and there's good things to come for Sligo Rovers. Um, just on the instance, obviously Derek started like a house on fire too, and you know if, if that goal had been allowed to stand, you know what was your view on it? Because I think the referee where he was chatting in there said he apologised for making the mistake, which you don't always hear. It's refreshing to hear from a referee, but yeah. it was a big moment. In the game, wasn't it? it was a big moment. You know what? I actually, actually turned away when I, I when he blew the whistle, so I wasn't too sure of the incident. But um, look, it's, it's fine margins in this game, as you know. And um, the referee blew the whistle, and he made a decision. And you know, you have to respect that and, and stick with that. But um, look, we're happy. We're happy with the point, and uh, look, we'll kick on again now in, in a couple of weeks. So I uh, well for Fitzgerald, you know, he was, um, you know, he knows the ambitions of of Barry Higgins, as I said there, like, and and he. You know, you don't want to say a uh, little too much smoke up there today, <laughs> but but basically because like Sligo have to compete and he has to be seen to be doing a job for Sligo, but he it he couldn't argue with the fact that he he thinks that under Murray that they are definitely going places and they're going to be successful. Oh well, look, you know you're right. He has to be worrying about Sligo and they're doing well. They're they're, they're up there. They're they're, they're they've bounced back after you know. Not getting the results maybe they'd wanted, uh, and getting the point that the brand was a good point for them, and to be fair to him, you know he knows what the he haven't been up here. He knows what the city's about. He knows what the how much Derry City is for everybody in the town. If the if the team's going well and the city's bouncing, as 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 they proved the end last year for the cup final, so he knew all about that. And 
he knows himself. He's been in the league. He knows what quality players are in the league. And to be fair, quite a few of them's at the Brandywell now, so he knows all about that. Like, yeah, it was interesting. I remember um when, when he left, he I think he, he did have a like an option to stay. I think where he was sort of like um keen on keeping on as part of the squad, but but without being able to guarantee him game time yeah. like, and, and he made that decision like as much as I love the club he knew like, this is an important couple of years for me I need, I need to go to out play. and play play football and that seems to have worked out well because he seems to be a bit of a um a, a bit of a key player under John Russell isn't he like, so. that's it well just looking at the sort of rest of the weekend results uh, only two two victories Shelburne fantastic result down at, at court 1-2-0 and two, no. uh, Bowes coming from behind they beat UCD 2-1 and as I get in this stage, are they ever going really to want to match the champions drawn two each with Shamrock Rovers? Or sorry, drawn two each with some Pats? Haven't watched that before we went to the Brandywell. I sort of chatting to Kevin Moore via WhatsApps and I says to him, look, I think some Pats will score here, but I don't know if they'll be able to keep it out at the other end. I, I could see Rovers getting the third. Just arrive at the Brandywell, see it's two each, and you just went, well, look at that. I fancy some Pats because the chances Shamrock Rovers are giving up defensively.あ、いいめ。いいめじゃないクリアやなって。ああ、いいめじゃないクリアやなって。ああ、いいめじゃないクリアやなって。ああ、いいめじゃないクリアやなって。ああ、いいめじゃないクリアやなって。ああ
we were fearing was that he was holding his hamstring, but I think it was more of a cramp. And 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 Rory said afterwards, you know, I think it was it was just cramping up basically. So hopefully that wasn't as sinister as it looked initially, but um, because that's the last thing you do is lose an our centre half. But there's so many boys on their way back. Two weeks now. Um, I'm I'm sure like obviously they go back to training. Uh, the the this week, my week, week I, um, think today is it Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday when this podcast out, obviously. Um. So soon we'll be looking to get a few few bodies back or, or near in a return. We've Colin William, they look forward to Mike McGee Duffy and uh, I, th- I think uh, O'Reilly, as, as, as you mentioned. Dominican's a wee bit further back. McJanet. almost back as well too. Like as much as he won't want to rush them back, uh, you know, there's a, some crunch games coming up and, and they have a few heads back. Obviously, uh, Rory would would, would like the like personally like a, a bit of a break from it as well to yeah. having you know uh, what he's gone through in the last uh, month or so like so that's that's a timely one like so they they just got to come back uh, fully refreshed and go again. Well, that's it, and I think you're right that he won't want to rush him back, but because he's got a, a bigger squad this year, he could just feed them on twenty minutes half an hour, mm. and then maybe right if we we play Friday Friday Monday, you know you could change things around maybe in that. That Friday Monday game, you know, you, you play Drahada and then you, you then play uh Bows. You can freshen the squad up, so it's good they have them boys back that you can get them. But all eyes are going to be down at that top where they'll be playing Shells in the first game back. Like, that's going to be tasty. And again, I just noticed that's another one live on RTE. So that's right, yeah. we're hoping there'll be no referee chat that night. No, definitely not. Well, folks, uh, I know it's it can be... Uh, a hard lesson they they us two giving off especially when we're giving off about referees and stuff like that but um and and obviously I showed it to James O'Toole who said that uh, after the match that we sounded like we were uh, broadcasting from a cupboard well we're out of the cupboard to be fair James we'll give you that now we're already a cupboard <laughs> we're trying to improve the sound here you know but anyway but for listening to this and for uh, we're we're going to give away a bit of a a bit of a prize, and it's a it's a Tuesday one if you ask me. It is, yes. It's a, a it's a, a shirt basically. We're going to give away a Derry City shirt, home away or the third strip, which is obviously the blue top. So, uh, I'll leave it over you to how how somebody can win it. Well, it's a, it's a brilliant prize. Like uh, thanks to the Derry City Merchandise Committee too for for offering that up. Um, but but everybody get get on it because all you have to do is is. Is get on the, the Dairy Journal Facebook and Instagram accounts, like, share, and tag uh, the post that we're going to put out um, with a competition and, and a link to the, the podcast as well. So we'll probably keep that going until until next Monday. Um, so then we'll, we'll pick a winner uh, and you get to choose your shirt. So a fantastic prize. Um, as, as I said, just go on to Facebook, like, share, and tag. So tag your mates. Um, also, we'd like to hear what you think about the show and send us any, th- any topics you want to bring up as well that we can discuss in next week's uh, episode. Just uh, email myself, simon.collins at dairyjournal.com, kevin.mclaughlin at dairyjournal.com. Um, or you can do it on Twitter too, uh, at kevinmax77. And same your Twitter handle too, just basically seemed to be a wee bit handier probably. At Simon Collins eighty two, uh, so uh, either or whatever whatever you feel comfortable, with, send us your your thoughts and, and your questions, and we'll get through them next week's show. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, folks. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any city fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us 
simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at Dairy Journal and on Instagram at Dairy Journal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.